Welcome to the John Chapman Show, where we talk about the path of a wealthy millennial, uncovering the truth about building and protecting your nest egg. Join us on this journey as we hear the stories of millennials and mentors alike to help you plan, manage, and protect your wealth. John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. Have you or someone you know been impacted by a job loss as a result of the coronavirus pandemic? Well, in today's episode, I have eight action items that you can be taking right now to dust yourself back off and get back on your feet in no time. Hey everyone, it's John Chapman. And if you're new here to the show, be sure to check us out on iTunes, give us a rating and leave a comment. I'm so glad that you're here. I'd also love to interact with you. You can find me most often on LinkedIn. You can just search for John Chapman CFP or John Chapman Newport Beach. Um, You can send me an email at thejohnchapmanshow at gmail.com. I'd love to get some feedback or information from you on your situation. Today's episode, as I mentioned, is all about helping you get back on your feet if you've been impacted by a job loss or potentially even facing one. And I've got eight action items to go through. You know, the statistics are just staggering. Over 10% potential unemployment after the coronavirus pandemic, about 130 million working people in the United States earlier this year. So that means over 13 million people unemployed looking to uh, receive benefits or, or, or bounce back into a new job. It's hard, hard to really wrap my mind around that number. I have one anecdotal story of a close friend of mine who switched jobs last year at the end of 2019 moved to San Francisco, joined a a very large late stage private company, and they were so excited. There was such a bright future. There was some equity compensation involved. And uh, unfortunately, they've lost their job after as a result of all of this. And just I can't imagine the the frustration and just the pain to go through that. And so my heart goes out to so many people that have been impacted by this. And so um, I really want to be able to offer some encouragement, but also some actual tangible action items for people to be able to work through, both financially and non-financially. So why don't we just dive right into it? Here are the eight action items that you should be taking right now to get yourself back on your feet. And let's start with the non-financial action items first. And actually, the very first one is simply to take a deep breath and pray. You know, for me as a Christian, I find a lot of comfort and support by being able to bring all of my troubles to God and actually turning to the Bible. And uh, I've got a morning devotional that goes through the book of Psalms. And when you read through Psalms, the, the, the potential problems, the anguish that the psalmists have gone through is really incredible and probably something that I'll never go through in my life. And that d- doesn't downplay any of the struggles that I may be going through or you may be going through or someone that's lost a job. But certainly it, for what it does, I feel like it adds a lot more context and it gives me a potential for hope. And so I think uh, one of the best things to do is simply just stop and breathe and pray. Maybe for you, that's meditate. The second action item, as simple as it may be, tell your family members. Obviously, this could come with with an ounce of shame, possibly, or an embarrassment, uh, but that only compounds itself if you don't immediately share this with your loved ones and be able to say that in a safe space and uh, blow off steam. 
I know of one anecdotal story, a coworker of mine who unfortunately lost their job a couple of years ago. And uh, it was just such an embarrassing moment um, that they ended up still waking up, getting a suit and tie on, and then going and sitting in Starbucks for up to a week before they were able to have the, have the space to share it with a family member. So my second action item is just to make sure that you tell your friends and your family. The third action item, non-financially speaking, that you should be taking is simply just to be proactive. Stephen Covey, in one of my most favorite books called The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, his first habit is to be proactive. And if you found yourself in a situation where you've lost a job, the number one thing is your now full-time job is the act of finding a new job. So that consumes potentially eight hours of your day on LinkedIn, touching up your resume, maybe getting some new education through courses online or looking at some training programs to increase your skills. Uh, It also means networking with people. And that brings me to my action item number four. Uh, This is a great opportunity possibly to reach out and you can use this as a leveraging point. If there's been somebody at your old job or maybe somebody that you've been following that you look up to, they could be a few years ahead of you in your industry and you just think that they are where you would like to be in the future. Use this as an opportunity to reach out to them and start a dialogue or even look for some mentorship and networking opportunities. So just to recap, the first four action steps you can be taking non-financially speaking is just to breathe and then pray. Tell your family members, be proactive and make the act of looking for a new job, your full-time job now. And then use this as a leveraging point to reach out to people, put yourself out there, network, maybe look for somebody that's a little bit farther beyond in their career. And this could be a, a way for you to get in touch with them. Let's switch gears and talk about four financial action steps. If you found yourself in a place where you've lost your job, you absolutely 100% have to go straight to your budget right away. And I know so many people don't keep an active budget that's reconciled from month to month. And I, and I totally get that. And I think in under normal circumstances, most people can make it by so long as they're, they're allocating their dollars correctly from their paycheck. But um, now is not the time to fudge with your budget. You need to print out your statements from your debit and credit cards for the last one or two months, start highlighting the recurring expenses and, and associate between the fixed costs and the variable costs. And anything that can be tightened up or taken out of your budget, you need to do. And there's one hack that I've heard from others, which is uh, if you've got auto payments happening on your debit or credit card, you could call your bank, ask for them to send you new cards, and that may disrupt the automatic payment system. You should probably get an email from whatever those services are. And it, it means that you can still actively choose to sign up if you feel like you want to, but uh, it won't keep some of those little pesky $15 here and there automatic recurring payments happening. And that can be a nice hack. When you're calculating your budget and how much money that you spend, don't underestimate your spending. This isn't the time to, to, to say, well, my expenses are really only X because they're probably X times two. I, I've had so many conversations with folks over the years that, that mentally assign a dollar amount in their mind of what their fixed expenses are. And yet their savings account 
can't account for the difference. And so obviously that means that they're spending the difference in some discretionary way. It might be on a, not, might not be on a monthly basis, but maybe that could be in the form of a trip or an extra purchase. And so uh, as you're thinking about your budget, whatever you've come up with as your fixed expenses, just for the exercise, double it and assume that's how much cash you will need to cover yourself. And then you can start to see how much of a burn you have and what your burn rate is and how much cash you have on hand. Maybe you've got a good emergency fund or maybe you're going to need to go to other sources to be able to pull this from. And that gets me to my financial action item number two, which is apply for unemployment. And I'm here in California. So for those that uh, of you that are in other states, it may be a slightly different process. But for those here, you, you just simply go to the edd.gov website and apply for unemployment um, with the CARES Act, C-A-R-E-S, the CARES Act that was put through. That's a stimulus bill that Congress enacted in light of the pandemic. They've actually made some increases to unemployment. Typical unemployment is about 27 weeks, and the average amount was around $400 per week in that. But with the CARES Act, the stimulus package that they passed, they increased it an extra 12 weeks to go to 39 weeks, and they increased it an additional 600 making your potential weekly pay up to about $1,200 for 39 weeks. And that runs just under about $45,000. And that might cover you in your monthly bills. So $1,200 per week for about 39 weeks. As a side note, at least in California, it's not state taxable, but it is federally taxable. So just something to keep in the back of your mind with your planning. So again, action item number number two, apply for unemployment. Hopefully that provides a little bit of a bridge and that reduces any cash drain until you find your next stop. Uh, Action item number three is actually to resist the temptation to withdraw anything from your retirement accounts. And that should be the absolute last thing that you do. Of course, I don't know everyone's situation. And so if you find yourself here uh, where you you, you don't want to go into debt and you you need cash and so your retirement account, if that's your only thing, then certainly uh, you got to do what you got to do. But I encourage you to uh, be creative and let's consider some of the math and why it's so damaging to take money from your retirement accounts. Within the stimulus package, the CARES Act, while they have taken away the 10% penalty from withdrawals from your retirement accounts, you still have to pay taxes on this. So let's pretend that you know previously you were making $150,000 a year. You were contributing 7% or so of your salary to your 401k. That's right around $10,000 a year. And you've been working over the past uh, decade or so in your career. So you might have saved up a, a decent 401k. Well, if you're looking to pull money out and if you're not wise about it, if you pull out let's say $50,000 from the 401k, you're still going to have to pay taxes on that amount at your ordinary income rate. So you're not even going to see all of that $50,000. And then the amount of time it's going to take for you to be able to save that back up is going to take at least five years, maybe more, assuming that you're at the same salary and contribution rate. But the other thing that you have to account for is the missed growth opportunity on that 50,000. And if you fast forward to 10 years, that might be able to almost double. So what you potentially lost out on is just a very sizable amount. And um, again, this is a, a very last case scenario right before going into debt. If you have to use it, that's th- that is it. But but I really want to encourage you to resist the temptation, even though Congress has said that there's no 10% penalty. You really shouldn't go towards your retirement accounts, if at all possible. Okay, the last financial 
tip for you, an action item, is you have to keep track of your insurances, both your health insurance and your life insurance. For health insurance, you may be able to purchase COBRA, which means you'd be able to still pay monthly premiums and, and stay with the insurance company under the same plan that you previously had. COBRA lasts for about 18 months, so it's a considerable amount of time, but it's a considerable cost. And so uh, think about first, if you're married, is if your spouse is working and they still have a job, maybe you can consider going on to their health insurance. And even if you're not under open enrollment, this is a uh, qualifying event. So you'll be able to be added to their insurance even mid-year. Or, or you could think about going on to the state exchange, either Obamacare or Covered California, just depending on what your prospects will be for finding a new job. And lastly, it's so common for people to sign up for life insurance uh, during their open enrollment time frame, and maybe they max that out three or four times salary because that's just the low-hanging fruit, and they don't have to go through this extra process to get extra insurance. But if you have a family, especially those people out there that have children, if you've lost your job and and your life insurance through work was one of your primary coverages of life insurance. I, I can't stress this enough that you have to go out and buy term or whole life through a specialist, a life insurance agent. And that way you can cover your family. I mean, God forbid that uh, maybe you don't even get sick from the coronavirus, but you just, something happens and your family's not covered. Now is not the time to skimp out on the expense of having life insurance coverage, even just the most bare bones 10 years of term insurance. And so I just want to stress that you have to keep track of both of your insurances. Okay, gang, we covered a lot in this episode. The eight action items that you should be thinking about recapped here. Number one, I encourage you to take a deep breath and pray. Number two, make sure to tell your friends and family and be honest and open. You can find support and lean on them. Number three, it's be proactive and make finding a new job your full-time job now. Number four, use this as an opportunity to reach out to other people for mentorship and seek out people who might be a little bit ahead of you in your career. Switching to financial, number one, you need to make sure that you revisit your budget, cut out anything that you don't need, maybe change your debit and credit cards and reduce just the automatic expenses. Number two, look for unemployment and get as much benefits as you can while you have access access to it. Number three is resist the temptation to access your retirement accounts, if at all possible. And number four, keep, keep track of your insurance, both your health insurance and your life insurance. If you have questions, I would love to hear from you. Again, you can reach out to me either on LinkedIn or uh, by emailing me at thejohnchapmanshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much for stopping in. And if you're listening to this and you've lost your job, I just pray for you right now that you would Keep the confidence, go back out there and see another day. This isn't a failure. If anything, you may have just learned something through this process. And I'm telling you this, the best is yet to come. So best of luck, my friends, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.